Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Welcome to this podcast edition of A Look at the Book. As we begin another week of study, we want to look at a five-hour series on CDs that will help you to understand who the Palestinian people are today. The title of this series, Esau and the Palestinians. You need to understand so that your worldview will be better in focus as it relates to Bible prophecy and current events. Esau and the Palestinians is a study that will enhance that understanding of why things are going on in the Middle East, even as we speak to you right now. If you would take a few moments now and listen at the conclusion of this study, I'll tell you how you can get the entire study of Esau and the Palestinians, a five-hour study on CDs. I'll be back in a moment to tell you that, but now let's listen to the study. Now go with me, if you will, to the book of Obadiah. I want to think about, that was the introduction to remind you where we are, what we're thinking about. I want to think about the city of Petra, the uniqueness that it has between Esau and Jacob, between the Edomites and the Israelites, the significance it has between past history and future prophecy being unfolded. First of all, I want to think about Petra as a place of pride. Then I'll think about Petra as a place prepared. And thirdly, Petra as a place of prophecy. The book of Obadiah talks about the location, the headquarters, the military headquarters especially for the Edomites when they go into the Mount Seir mountain range. Obadiah, the smallest little book in the Old Testament, and probably the first of the minor prophets between Amos and Jonah if you're still looking for it. Obadiah, verse 1. The vision of Obadiah, thus saith the Lord God concerning Edom, we have heard a rumor from the Lord, and an ambassador is sent among the heathen. Arise ye, and let us rise up against her in battle. Behold, I have made thee small among the heathen, but thou art greatly despised. Verse 3. Here's the reason that he's going to bring judgment. This is a judgment. This is a prophecy given to Obadiah, actually 700 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, approximately 250 years before the prophecy is fulfilled in the city or the little unique location of Petra. And here's the reason they're going to fall. He just said, you're small, the rumors come out, but you're greatly despised. Verse 3, the pride of thy heart hath deceived thee, thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock, whose habitation is high, that saith in his heart, who shall bring me down to the ground? Thou that exalt thyself as the eagle, and though thou set thy nest among the stars, thence will I bring thee down, saith the Lord. He's describing the location of Petra. When they came into Mount Seir, they headquartered at Basra, which is the entrance city just outside. It's uh, Wadi Musa today, the Wadi, the dry riverbed of Moses. But it's Basra in biblical times, just outside the entrance of Petra. I don't know, how many of you have ever been to Petra before? Oh, well then you know, just you can picture it in your mind and hear the sounds and smell the smells already. Petra is one of the most unique cities in all the world. It's basically, let's say it's the size of this room right here as uh, for a model, it's basically 25 square miles. There's one entrance into Petra, it's a, called a seek, that's an Arabic word meaning a narrow 
High Gorge. It is at some locations just about this wide, just a bit over eight feet wide. It goes up to 30 feet wide. It meanders through the cliffs of the rock for approximately a mile and a third. At some points, it's anywhere from 300 to 500 feet high. It's uh, the sandstone with the different colors, the reds, the greens, the browns, the blues. It's beautiful. And as the sun moves across the sky, the colors change on the walls as you walk in. When you walk into Petra, you can understand how it was an impregnable city and why they would select it as their headquarters, their military headquarters. They could place three or four men on the tops of these rocks 500 feet high and if any army tried to come in, just throw the rocks down on them and stop anybody. Put two or three men inside the seek. When you walk in and through the seek, you come into the location of Petra and the first thing you see is the treasury. Now we're going to talk about how this all came into existence. I'll tell you in advance, the Nebataeans did all the carving inside of Petra. They came out of Saudi Arabia about 500 years before Christ. But they have carved a beautiful treasury building. That's the name of it. They're not necessarily sure that's what it is. It's approximately five stories high. And the way these people carved it was they went to the top and they started carving down. They let themselves over with ropes over the top of the cliff and started carving as they came down. The way they carved out the two-story high room inside was they broke into the cliff, they dug in and started digging from the ceiling down to the floor. You can't dig from the floor up to the ceiling. It'd be very difficult to hold the sand up while you were digging. And so they dug it down. It is unbelievable. There is inside of Petra they carved out a Colosseum that will seat 5,000 people. Unbelievable place. We go there, uh, and uh, I'll tell you what we do when I get to the last point here, but here is Petra and located, and what they would do, they would live on the cliffs. You can see in Petra 2,000 high cliffs. On our video down there, the Daniel Papers, Mart and I go in, we ride horses into Petra. And in fact, we're sitting on a 2,000 foot high cliff with our legs dangling over the side. That dingbat Bart behind said, hey, you're just sitting here and laying over the side. Man, I'm having prayer as fast as I can do it, everything going. And uh, my, he said, well, okay, let's get up and start talking. And I got up and I couldn't even stand. My legs were so shaky. But anyway, we get up. They could, in the clefts of the rocks, you can see man-made caves. You can see God-made crevices up in these cliffs. And that's what it was like. They would just nest like the eagles in the clefts of the rock. And so if anybody was able to come through that seek and get into this impregnable city, they would just attack them. It was an impregnable city. But because of this defensive system was set up naturally in the clefts of the rock at Petra, God says to the Edomites, because of your pride, you may be up there in the clefts of the rock. You may be thinking you're an eagle that soar above all the problems of the world I'm gonna bring you down I'm gonna bring you down to the ground well we'll talk more about that when we look at the destruction of the Edomites this is the city that is the sea the place of pride thank you so very much for joining us as we've studied together Esau and the Palestinians now the entire study is a five-hour study it's on CD it's in audio and it is available to you if you call our toll-free number, 877-674-3298, 877-674-3298.
That's a toll-free number from all across America. You can order your copy of Esau and the Palestinians. We trace from Esau all the way to the Palestinian people of today, and we show you in God's prophetic word what is going to be the scenario for the last days as it relates to the Palestinian and the Jewish people. That series, again, Esau and the Palestinians, a five-hour audio study on CD. Call that toll-free number, 877-674-3298, or go to our website, prophecytoday.com, and you'll be able to order your copy of Esau and the Palestinians. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for listening to this podcast and our study about the Palestinian people and how they come from their ancient descendant Esau. Remember, Jesus Christ is coming, and it could be today. So let's keep looking up until...